right. This meeting is being live streamed. Oh, hello, you beautiful Hans Kins and loves out there. My name is Zachary Shiloh or Zachary Shiloh Watts, depending on the preference. Welcome to the Black Lions domain for what I call universal grounding. And today's guest has been a very long time in the making. I've been, I actually say this a lot, but that's the truth. Uh, I've been trying to get this beautiful model on my show since uh, I would say August. <laughs> but things have happened, just like with others, where I actually try to get them on and uh, just things, universal things happen, kids. I can't explain it. She's a mother. Oh no, I can't hear you. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm back. All right. Oh God. Zoom, 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 zoom. You like. Oh no. Why? <laughs> Oh, there you are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just like, I checked my internet. I don't think it's mine. I'm supposed to be like running well. You're crazy. Okay. She's coming in clear. I'm coming in clear for now. Oh, there's Zoom. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> That's oh, right. It's oh. ridiculous. But, yeah, th this thing is gonzo. <laughs> it's gonzo. All right, so I'm on a deadline, kids, if you're still watching or listening to this. All right, so mother, best-selling author, uh, teacher, much, much more, <laughs> my beautiful model from uh, Scotland, uh, Molly Murray, how are you doing, love? Oh, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me here today, and let me tell you, it is worth the wait to be here with you, and thanks so much for sharing your amazing energy and just being so kind and gracious. Yeah, you guys, Zachary is amazing and super appreciate him and his work in the world. Thank you very much, Maldo. I appreciate you coming. Like I said, or tried to say, I've been trying to get her on here since August, since August kids. And it's a very rough journey when you try to get somebody on and then all of a sudden, Different things are happening throughout the world, and this Hanover, she's got plenty, plenty of things going on. Her um, meatball-saving uh, son is one of those <laughs> things. Uh, I would say uh, her wonderful husband, who's running a bookshop with her, uh, so much, so much, and we will be discussing that shortly. So, Maldo, we are on a time limit. Hit your uh, <clears throat> background, please. Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, I've done everything. I um, was looking at my resume last night and it was like, oh my gosh, there's been like 20 jobs. Um, I don't know if you've seen Superstore. That's a show I really like, but same with like the guy there, he like goes from job to job and that was how I was. Um, <clears throat> could just never find anything I really liked, never could get the job I wanted. Um, 
And I found I created that for myself. I found my whole journey has been a journey of self-acceptance and self-empowerment. I went through a lot of trauma when I was in my teens and early 20s. Um, so much trauma. And so that really impacted me. I would kind of meet each experience and it would hit me and I'd be like reeling and like, huh, I'm still surviving. Um, and I thought I was kind of okay. And then problems kept starting in my life. I kept being like, why am I getting all of these really weird symptoms? Doctors couldn't figure out, um, started getting more and more illnesses that doctors couldn't figure out. Um, and I just had my life kind of just be destroyed bit by bit by severe chronic pain and severe illness. And I went to doctors in Scotland and America, several different states. Um, no one could help me with my problems. <clears throat> no one could figure it out. Sometimes if I was lucky, I'd get pain pills. And so I could just barely survive. Um, I was at like the max dose of the max pain meds and I was barely functioning. I was in so much pain all the time. It was, I would have flares a couple of times a week that were worse than giving birth. And I was taking care of um, my young son when I finally realized like life just has to change because at this rate, um, I'm going to be dead next year if I keep getting worse at the same rate that I am going downhill right now. I was actually in an oncologist's office um, getting checked out for cancer and I had had the initial you know, blood tests and stuff. And it looked, it just kept looking more and more likely. And I kept having to get more and more tests. And I realized I had actually been in that same chair in the same oncologist's office five years before, which is wild because um, just before I got married, I had an experience almost getting cancer. It was the same thing where I was like, kept having these tests and the tests kept looking like I had it. And then, um, so I have to wait. And then I found out I did not have it a week before we got married. Um, super stressful. And then, but these, it didn't explain what was going on with my body because these illnesses kept getting worse and worse. Um, but it was so interesting because, so we got married in Helena, Montana, where I'm from, um, where my family lives. And then my husband's from Scotland. So we lived in Scotland. I wanted to come back to America. So we lived in Oregon, kind of just moved around. Um, had been all over the world. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I am in the same oncologist chair where I was five years before. And I just saw my life like spinning down a toilet, basically. Like I just kept going in this same um, spiral of trauma further and further downhill. Um, I didn't really know it was trauma at the time. I thought it was illness. I knew I'd been through trauma, but I did not connect the two. Um, but as I was sitting there in that chair, I just made this decision, like a promise to myself that things had to change, that I had to heal myself because no one else was helping me heal. And I didn't want to live my life like this. I was like, I want to be here for my son. I want to be able to enjoy life and to do the things I want to do. And um, so life has got to change. And I had no idea how it would change, but I was like, I just can't be here in this place or I'm going to be dead if I, if I stay where I am now. And so um, Anyhow, things kind of started coming together from that point, but it didn't look like they were for a long time. It looked like they were getting worse for a bit. Um, I 
learned about this connection between trauma and chronic illness though, that when you go through trauma, it damages your cells, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, any kind of trauma, your cells are damaged. And then your cells are open to, um, to attacks from basically anything. So your immune system is weakened. And so you're just susceptible to get anything from like illnesses, which could be very severe, like cancer or heart disease, or you could just feel um, lethargic. You could, you could have chronic pain. You could have um, trouble sleeping. So any and all of these problems in your life can be, um, can stem from trauma. And the longer your trauma goes untreated, the more susceptible you are to these um, physical ailments. And so I was like, okay, so that's a big thing that I didn't know before, but what do I do from here? So I just um, went from that point and decided to make things better as I could, like bit by bit using the power of incremental change. Um, so I started using essential oils. I went off of chemicals because um, I realized how much they were hurting my body. And slowly from there, I just learned things. I did a lot of research, um, learned how to heal myself from trauma. And as the trauma cleared, I was actually able to, um, to call in things that I wanted to clear, to, to call in and um, to heal myself in various ways. So um, first thing was, I just totally manifested this appointment um, with a nationally recognized um, surgeon who um, gave me a laparoscopic surgery for endometriosis. And usually this takes like months to wait in line for. And I got it in like a few weeks and I was like, this is amazing because as I healed the trauma, I cleared those. A lot of people call them limiting blocks, the things that stand in between you and your desires, but what limitations are, what these blocks are, they're not blocks, they're trauma. They're things that you've gone through um, in your past, you know, that stand in between you and your desires. And so um as I healed these things, I um, opened the way for more things. But when I, um, when the surgeon found the endometriosis and healed it, he um, he told me about ten days later, and he was like, "You're not feeling better, are you?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, "Well, you've got a long recovery, but also um, the thing that's actually worse, the disease that was worse, is still going to be hurting you because that one is known as incurable. I mean, he didn't say known as incurable. I'm just careful with my phrases. You know, I'm very um, conscious of how powerful our words are. Uh -huh. so, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. So, um, I said I had interstitial cystitis and that was causing extreme back pain. That was why I felt like I was giving birth every couple of days. And it was, it was just horrific. And he was like, this is something you're going to have for the rest of your life. Gives you the life quality of a kidney dialysis patient. Um, it's just a very, very painful disease. One of the top pain diseases in the world. And so I had, it was another just watershed moment in my life where it was like that moment with, um, in the oncologist chair, when I decided I had to change this somehow, I decided when he told me that, and before I got off the phone, I just remember sitting there I was on, at my parents' house because I went there to kind of um, heal from the surgery and they were helping me out with Jack. And so I was sitting on the bed and I realized I could let this ruin my life and just stay in this place of 
pain, but I don't want to, I'm going to manifest healing. Cause at that point I had learned, um, so much about how to heal our bodies and so much about manifestation that I was like, okay, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to heal myself. And it was incredible. I used the power of incremental change. I used aligned changes that I learned my research. And within a couple of months, I changed, I healed the disease that had just been wrecking my life for the past 10 years. Um, it was just incredible. It definitely felt like a miracle. Um, yeah. So I'm like pain-free med-free. The life I have now is the life I first started envisioning then. Um, when I was trying to heal, I would imagine myself on a beach with Jack playing and we were in Montana where it was, you know, cold, snowy. It was very much not like a beach um, and didn't have the time or the money to do that. And then I slowly manifested my life to being on a beach and true. It's not always warm, but I love Scotland. That's where um, my husband is from. So it's a natural place for us. And I, I like weather. So <laughs> it's perfect. Hey, at least you're not having this lingering around snow more, bro. Let me tell you right now. Oh, yeah, God. It, <laughs> you don't miss America. And uh, <clears throat> I'm happy for you. More ways than you. So much. All right, Hunt. So, again, we're still on a time limit. Uh, where does this uh, all manifest into our actual bestseller called? Uh, ascension how did you get into that yeah so that was um i guess the next step of my healing journey one of the things i always knew was that if i healed i wanted to help other people heal i just knew that this was meant for me that if i healed this is not something i could keep to myself um i was in so many groups of people with chronic illness and I know how it's like, I know how it's like to be with trauma. And so I just knew that I couldn't keep this for myself. This would be my life work. Um, so in 2020, that when we moved to Scotland, that was how I, when I began my business and um, got to know so many aligned souls online. Um, I think Janet Brent, I met either that it must've been 2020 or 2021, but that was another amazing um just meeting, like, I just felt like 2020, it brought so much hardship, but one of the really great things was all of these amazing people meeting online and um, learning different things from each other, and so um, from Jana, I learned just how possible it is to make your, to manifest a bestseller, and so I did this with um, Misdiagnosis, which is a book of poetry about my life with chronic illness. And this was something that I'd had on my heart to create for just years at that point. Um, it's about that journey of life with chronic illness and about healing and um, stepping into self-empowerment. And so um, <clears throat> when I, I've, I've always been a writer, that was partly how I healed from trauma. That was how I just survived and you know stayed myself is just my creative urges. And um, so ever since I've been in high school, it's just, well, ever since I was a child, I knew that writing was, you know, that was my purpose, what I'm here to do. And so that's always been my goal. Um, so I've been doing it more seriously as um, 
I guess around around the time I started feeling all of those chronic illnesses, I was in my 20s in Seattle. And um, I started taking writing more seriously as well. I went to a summer course uh, for creative writing at Oxford. And um, it's funny how all of these pieces bring life together. That was where I got connected with Gordon, my husband. And so where we just had like an amazing time headed off. And so that was like, um, we got married the next year. And so that was kind of the beginning of that journey of coming to Scotland. It was also, um, it wasn't the beginning of my writing journey. I'd been writing since college, but um, it was where I started to take writing more seriously. I did a um, master's in creative writing at the University of Glasgow after that. And um, yeah, I edited for um, Panorama Journal and that's an amazing travel writing magazine. And um, so I've always just loved writing. I always knew that was how I expressed myself. I used to think at first that I needed that writing and business were separate. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a long journey of like finding out how these merged. And I knew that writing is a part of healing creativity. That's always been a part of my method. Um, but I knew that um, I had to find a way to basically to merge my writing career with my um, healing career. And so Ascension was the perfect place to do this. Sorry, it took a long time to get there, but now I'm there. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah, Ascension is really where I kind of merged writing with with healing because I started writing about it. Um, I already use it as, of course, it's like um, part of my method of healing, but um, this is like where I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep these as separate careers anymore. They're going to be the same career. (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to go in the same direction. Oh, wow. Uh, Maldo, before we continue with Ascension, uh, didn't you do like a solo book or something that went bestseller? Yes, so that was Misdiagnosis. So that was a bestseller um, last March, and that just opened my eyes to the possibilities. And yeah, I, I so I love um, becoming bestseller and teaching people how to do that as well, because um, again, this is kind of like healing from trauma. A lot of people think it's only for someone else, you know, that someone else can do this. I love the fact that it's for everyone, that everyone can do this, that it's a possibility for everyone and um, to step into their power and um, their most creative self and have other people appreciate that. So Oh, wow. I remember actually reading your chapter on the actual launch day. And I said, oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Oh, no. I can hear you. If you can hear me. I can hear you. I'm so sorry. It says that my internet is still connected. So yeah, I'm wonky. Okay, so if I'm freezing, it's so. All right. Sorry, kids, technical difficulties here in America. Okay. <laughs> So here and there, if you hear me pause, and I'm possibly looking like I'm sleeping, and you're watching, I'm more than likely thinking I'm frozen, and I'm letting 
this thing happen. So let it happen. All right. This is uh, pause to give everyone a minute to think. It's all meant to be. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I read your chapter exactly on launch day, which was, I believe, August 8th last year. And I said, oh, okay. So this is not her first go around. This is great stuff. And I knew I had to talk to you because you were the last piece of our cast. Well, the legally recognized cast. There was more of us, but sad to say things uh, out of our control uh, happened, I think, within less than a week of lunch. So I'm reading the book and I said, oh, what happened to everybody else? So I had to contact Jan Brent in, in private. And I said, uh, Jan, what happened to the rest of us? Uh, she said, uh, not everybody got their chapters then. I said, oh, okay. So it's uh, me, the mall doll, uh, Ronnie Love, you, and uh, Sandra. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So there was five of us in the end. All right. So uh, how is it? feel to actually be an actual best-selling author because a good lot of us in that community, we are just like, this is going nowhere. Uh, it's a useless title. <laughs> so for you being like a two times best-selling author, uh, how does it feel overall for you? Oh, for me, it's really empowering. It's, um, it's empowering in other parts of life. You know, if I can do this, I can do other things. Um, I think it's really like, and it's also a step of bringing this down to the people. Um, it's like we first started talking when I was releasing my course, um, Open the Gates, your, pa your Path to a Bestseller. So it was one of the big things that strikes me about that is that, um, you know, in the past, like being a bestseller has been like just the literary world has been so tightly guarded. Um, you know, there's one group of people who hire people who look exactly like them and have the exact same things to say. And, you know, they basically hire themselves and it's been that way for thousands of years. Um, and that's been how literature has been passed down to us. It's like this one way of doing things. And even if we're um, breaking through that a tiny bit now and um, the publishing industry is maybe interested in expanding a bit, you still have this same method which um, I just really disagree with where like you have one group of people saying, oh, these will be bestsellers. These will be published. These voices aren't good enough to be published. So we're going to disregard them. I, um, I love giving everyone the ability to create a bestseller, to realize that they have a voice, that their stories are important and that they need to be out there. So for me, it's more of... Um, I guess a purpose thing, it's more about um, just sharing your voice and your story and your power, stepping into your power and claiming that. Uh, being a best-selling author, I, well, I've always talked about this on this show and I always talk about it on Facebook. It, it's an adrenaline rush. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's an adrenaline rush. I had a hint of one in February last year and I said, this is absolutely great. And then I just came back for more. It's never left me. It's something that I take high pride in. I never saw myself as a best-selling author. 
I never even saw myself as a real published author, period. All I wanted to do, and I repeat myself time again about this, but and it's my journey, it's my story. Uh, all I wanted to do was just reverse type 2 diabetes and lose weight. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, that's all I wanted to do. But then people, people wanted to hear my story. They're like, dude, why don't you write about it? Why don't you publish a book or something? You've done all this work and all this other yash. Why don't, why don't you talk about it? I said, uh, you want to read it? Yeah, why not? Okay, so off to the races I went. And I've talked about it many, many times, like how I actually made my first Black Lions Roar into a co-author, how it was supposed to be a solo. But then hee-haw after hee-haw after hee-haw. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to put my hands in somebody else's and actually go from there. And lo and behold, that's how I met Blair Hayes. And off to the races I went. And it's like after they are magic, it started to line up. Like people wanted to work with me. Uh, I returned for Letters of Love. I mean, yeah, I, Letters of Love, that's my fourth. Uh, letters of Magic, excuse me. That's the book before Ascension. All right, so I returned for that, and then Ascension. I didn't think I was going to be in that book, Ascension. I seriously thought I was going to be in Ascension 3, if anything. But then I kept on going at it. I said, you know what? If she's got room, I'll get in there. And lo and behold, I did. And every single book after, it almost feels like I'm the only guy in it. The only guy. It's all a hope. A whole bunch of women and I got no problem. I have no problem. None. I say this out loud and confidently. I'm happy to be the only guy if I'm the only guy in the book. Why not? Why not? It's a every quote unquote heterosexual male's dream to actually have multiple women in the same room with him. Some would say uh it'd be more meaningful if there was a sexual orgy going on, but uh, me, I don't need all that jazz. I don't need all that jazz. That's fine. That's a, that's fine. But we'll talk about something that sounds like it shortly. Okay, so back to this best-selling authorship. After Ascension, it was like, I'm on a race. I'm trying to catch up to a certain publisher. And I said, okay, you inspired me, you crazy hunt from Scotland. You actually got me wanting to get to you. And it's like, okay, one after the other, after the other. So I got to Letters of Love. Then, oh God, I'm still in awe of what happened to me. My fifth, my fifth Black Lives Roar. Oh God. Oh, this crazy Australian man. <laughs> oh, God. He, he procrastinated with that book for such a long time. And I had to leave. I had to leave. <laughs> and my poor Black Lions Roar 5 has no home. Oh, no. It has no home now. Oh. And that book is supposed to come out. Oh, Jesus Christ, in two days' time. <laughs> really? Are you releasing it? No, I'm not releasing it. That's crazy behind this. You should do it yourself. Really... You can totally do it. 
I'm going to, Maldon. I'm going to, but uh, I will actually put it in a different co-authoring because my thing with the Black Lions Roars is that they tell a seven-tale story from how I actually was a kid all the way through Rebel Romance, <clears throat> or at least uh, what I wanted for Rebel Romance, going. but uh, I progressed. Then Magical Miracles came. That became my fifth bestseller overall. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was supposed to be my sixth. How many <laughs> times have you been a bestseller? How many times have I been a bestseller yeah. author? Uh, if this crazy book that actually was supposed to be out uh, back several months ago, in my opinion, I would be right now, and especially in a week's time, six times bestselling author. That is crazy. I would have been six times best-selling author exactly a week from now. If things stayed of mine, like, like I was hoping they would be. But because of uh, politics and everything else with the book series, you know how it goes. Oh, yeah. I don't need to remind you. Uh, politics and everything, I had to leave the fifth book. That wound up. <laughs> me having Black Lions Roar 5 and wanting to go <laughs> look for a home. Uh, six is now my fifth. The soon to be seventh <laughs> Black Lions Roar is going to be my sixth. And um not catching up to a certain uh, Polish girl. <laughs> you are like breaking generational cycles right and left. It's amazing that you've done all yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I said uh okay now rubber romance is not my seventh it's my sixth but when i look at it i did catch up to the polish in a different way she had it she had five at the age of 34. she had six at the age of 35. so i caught up to her i caught up to her on february 14th but i wanted that fifth out so badly on time because I would have exceeded her. I would have exceeded her, Mother Doll. Oh, dude, you to catch up and erase it then, yourself. Yeah, I would have exceeded her. I would have said, Way to go, me. Way to go, me. Not only did I catch up to her, but I exceeded her. But I'm not complaining completely. I'm not complaining completely. Everything happens for a reason, right? That's so right. Everything happens for a reason. And I stand on equal footing with her when Ascension actually did drop. So I'm not complaining. Black Lions Roar 5 will have a home. It will have a home. All awesome. right, we're, we're still on time. So uh, let's talk about your course. Let's talk about your yeah, course. Awesome. Yeah, so Manifest Healing, this is the course that I just felt in me when I um, healed from trauma and healed from my disease. This was like, I didn't know how it looked at the time. I was just like, I want to heal and I want to share this with people. So I had no idea how that would look, but this is exactly how it looks. I um, am an energy healer. And so I help people heal through um, releasing energy and healing their energetic fields. Um, and so I've been taking people privately through this and I was like, I need to release it to more people in a bigger way. And, um, 
just it will bring everything together that I believe in because I want it more accessible for people. I want to make it very accessible, um, both price-wise and time-wise, um, because a lot of time people think, oh, or yeah, people think I need to have, you know, a, maybe months set aside for healing, maybe like hours a day. Um, so I want to make it kind of short, compact and make this doable for everyone because everyone has the power to heal. And that's what I really want people to realize because when you've been through trauma, you can just feel so stuck, so trapped and think I don't have the power to do this because that's what trauma does. It um, takes away your power. And so you can often feel caught in this in this place where you just are disempowered and don't have the power. And so I wanna help people step into that to rise up and claim their healing. And so I help them biohack their ways to do that because healing or sorry, trauma gets trapped in our energetic fields, um, in your subconscious mind and the cells of your body in your nervous system. And so I give people the um, methods I use to release that trauma from their body so that they can just not only bring in manifestations, but just enjoy their life and be free of this shadow of the past. So there, when do you start your course? Start on February 2nd. Um, sale is going on now. I am actually going to release a free, I was going to release a mini course. And then I realized I'm just going to release the first module um, next week for free for anyone who wants to to learn more about it and to start that journey. And um, so that will be next week. And then it's just going to be um, for sale until February 2nd when we start the actual course. Oh, that sounds great. Oh man, oh man, oh man. And I will actually support you the best way I can, but that's not just this podcast. So you actually have my word that I will promote it somehow, some way for you. You are amazing. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And you're and welcome, Amber. Your story and finagling the best time to do it. I am. Um, <laughs> it's true. I do feel it, it has been really hard to get writing and get journey and get, or sorry, get my business in a place where I could just have time and space. And then like, you know, having time for like motherhood and family and then Gordon's business, Seahorse Bookstore, I'm very involved in that. So it's been kind of a real journey for me to just be able to juggle these things. So that's been like a lot of this last year is freeing space. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Living rushed and things, but. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Before we truly hit the outro there, there's two, two things that you actually have announced. You... Oh no. Oh no, you're, I can't hear you. Oh no, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh good, loud and clear. Okie dokie. And sometimes I have to keep my eyes closed or whatever. Okay, so uh, if I'm still going. <clears throat> All right, dear. 
there are two things before we truly hit the outro, but they could be talked about together if you want to talk about them. Is it okay? Go for it. I'm not sure what you'll ask, but go for it. Okie dokie. <laughs> you, my dear, have come out on Facebook with a big announcement regarding two big time oh, Americans. Right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Oh, now I can, are you back? Oh, I think you're gone again. Uh-oh, are you there? I'm in. And we will keep on going until this thing <laughs> okay cosmopolitan and women's or whatever hit it while you still got me these were just like such a gift it was huge um to have them partner with me to release manifest healing so i am giving away two spaces there are competitions one's a cosmopolitan one's in women's health and oh my gosh, what an opportunity. I was just kind of floored by this, um, fell into my lap and I was like, oh my word. Yeah, I feel like the universe is with me, um, helping me because, you know, I wanted to reach everyone. I wanted this course to, you know, give everyone the opportunity to heal. And I feel like having these magazines to partner with has given me that global reach. Oh no, oh no, I've just been talking on and on. <laughs> Are you there? Did you hear any of that? I, I heard start? it, I heard it. Sometimes when I meditate, people think I'm sleeping, but I'm not. I can hear, if oh, okay. I can hear you, keep going. Oh, okay, I, I thought it was frozen. Um, oh, okay, I'm so glad it was there. Okay, yeah, so I mean, just like what an opportunity. I, um, you know, back from that initial vision I had when I was, in bed, racked with pain, you know, it was like just horrible, horrible pain. Um, I just had this vision of sharing, learning to heal from trauma and sharing this with everyone across the globe. And so I just feel like I manifested this opportunity with um, Cosmopolitan and this opportunity with women's health because they have that global reach. This is such an incredible opportunity. And so I hope everyone that you go and you enter into it. And um, they, I have other opportunities for scholarships. I do a lot of flash sales. So I just wanna make this like super accessible for everyone to be a part of because healing is for everyone. And so these giveaways in Cosmo and Women's Health are a part of that. And I'm just so thankful that I've got that opportunity and that global reach is, yeah, just blows my mind. And we will leave you all the links in the googly goo or show description kids. All right, Moldo, you are getting ready to get on out of here now. So it's time to hit the outro. <clears throat> because of Zoom and you've experienced this, uh, uh, I had to change things around. 
So my dear, your desires of the future are. Oh, my desires of the future. Um, so one thing this year, I'm a big believer in, you know, incremental steps. So I'm going to learn how to scuba dive. Um, cause I want to see an octopus in the wild. I just like, I want to make that happen. And, um, business wise, just to expand and to bring my writing and, um, this ability to heal from trauma to every single person that I can bring this to, I want to expand and, um, yeah, just to, to help more and more people with my business. Okay, that's great desires of the future. Okie dokie, if not now, can I have three people you believe would go good to be talk to me in this in interview segment? Oh, okay. Um, let's see, three people off the top of my head. Let's see. Allie Chambers is an amazing writer and um, very strong on like empowerment. She's awesome. And um, she's had a few bestsellers, I think as well. She just re released a book called Prometheus Priestess. It's really beautiful. So um, I'm gonna do a book release event with her. So I suggest her. Um, let's see. Gosh, I know so many amazing businesswomen. Um, Jesse Chain or Jesse, um, gosh, I can't think of her name. What's your last name? Yeah, she's like she loves to speak on podcasts, and she has a really awesome story of stepping into empowerment. Um, so I will shed in. That's her last name. <laughs> so I'll pass you her details. And let's see, number three. Um, let's see. There's so many awesome like people out there what what kind of things do you like just stepping into empowerment um people who like great writers yeah that's fine mm -hmm. okay let's see we're about to do a book release for a lady um who wrote a book of lockdown poetry i love poetry you know and mm -hmm. um let's see i'm not sure she's a little older and wants to do it more local so i'm not sure if she's like going to to come online with zoom things um gosh i'll have to get back to you about a third there's like amazing people i've just got to like think of the right one that's fine that's fine Maldo. i'm not killing you about that that's fine all right and here's the last piece what can i zachary shivo do for you going forward oh gosh you're just so fun so much fun you can still, you can just keep on being your fun, upbeat self and inspiring those around you. Like, I think you really make a difference in the world just by being so kind. And so I think that's what you can do for me, for yourself, for everyone around you is share those ripples of healing and kindness and love that you're so good at sharing already. Okie dokie, Maldo, that's easy for me to do. All right, so with that said, I will leave the links for her stuff in the show, Googly Goo or comment section, whatever. And with that said, one goal, one aim, one road, one focus, your beautiful Huns, Kins, and Loves. And that's Lovins. We don't need no donkeys. We don't need no elephants. And we don't need no royals. All we need is each other. That's it. <laughs> I will keep on saying that until the cows don't murr. 
the chickens don't book her and all the animals don't do whatever they do. Uh, please stay tuned. I actually have a surprise return for Black Lion's Domain in today's one year anniversary of it by name called Universal Grounding. I'm not saying who it is because a certain uh, production company tried to actually say that they have a surprise, but it's not really a surprise if you rebuild it. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's not a surprise, but I got a surprise, and you're gonna love what I have in me. With that said, the mall doll, this beautiful hun from Scotland, gotta get out of it, take care of her son and her husband and everything else. We will see you in the next episode of Black Lions Domain. Bye.